Alright, buddy, you ready for this? I am ready for this. I'm ready for episode 50. I really like the music. It's very, you like that? Very appropriate. It's uh, Sousa. Excellent. Yeah. Very, very appropriate. Yeah, Golden Golden Jubilee. Golden Jubilee, it's our 50th. Wow. 50 episodes. Yes. There, there we go. We the, did it. The uh, the over-under was four episodes, I think. <laughs> we we uh, knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we so, sure did. I'm assuming we've got some news and follow-up for our 50th episode. We we do have lots of news and follow-up, which we probably should run through pretty quick because we got a lot of stuff to cover in a little bit of time. There we go. I think we can do that. And then we have so, a, a little special agenda topic. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so episode 50, news and follow-up. Um, you heard about this. Uh, our buddies at Tonks Coffee were acquired by your friend of the show, Blue Bottle Coffee. Yeah. Friend I, of the fishes. I did I did see this. Uh, your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, my first thought was, oh, crap, they've been acquired. This is going to be terrible. But then the more I thought about it and and – listen to you talk about, you know, how much you like blue bottle and they seem like really cool people. So, I mean, it's probably gonna be fine. Right. Yeah. It was uh, you know, a pretty hipster place. Uh, mm-hmm. it was pretty popular. We went to the one, it was in the ferry building in San Francisco. Um, uh-huh. so it was kind of cool, uh, and, uh, very, very busy and very crowded. And they made those cool little, they make those cool little shapes into the coffee. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, it was adorbs. So, uh, I, you know, I had nothing but good things to say about it. Um, I'm not, I guess maybe this will allow them at some point to, you know, have us be able to pick which roast we get. Maybe, maybe instead of just being able to ship us stuff, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, I we think you're right. Get, you know, being acquired by a bigger roaster like that in a company, maybe there's some opportunities to be able to actually select our roast. Yeah, and I think they said that um, part of it was they were trying to acquire. Uh, they were, I think it was said they were trying to get four million dollars to buy or rent a roasting facility, but like that deal was ended up not working out right for them. So they went with this deal where they can use Blue Bottles roasting facilities. So hopefully it'll it'll lead to good things. So good, yeah. I like it. I like good things. <laughs> I do too. Good things I mean, are good. Yeah, good things are good. So I'm I'm in for good things. I'm so. pro good things. <laughs> you know, they always said that about you. Yep, I've heard that. Uh oh, so can can we just back up the soul train for a second? Yeah, we can. Um, you know, we got so excited about our news and follow up. You know, in talking about our fiftieth episode, mm-hmm. uh, there's something else that uh, that changed with our fifty episodes. That is now, true. That is now true. That we're episode fifty, we got something else. What and what is that? Uh, we have a new logo. We do have a new podcast logo. Yeah, yeah, we do. And, uh, it's pretty epic. It's very nice. I, you know, I think, um, it's very vintage, very throwback. I think it was from a photo from one of our earliest recording sessions, I think a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Sure. I I think, uh, you know, going back to our roots, if you will. Clearly it was, it was a live, live episode. Yeah, well, it was live. We were together, and yeah. man, it, you knew it was a couple of years ago because you see my long hair there, and it was. Uh, yeah, so I, I no longer have the long hair, but you, um, you had the long locks. You still had the beard. You had the long <laughs> locks. Yep, yep. Beard is here. Um, and what's weird to me about this whole thing is apparently it was cold enough in there for you to have a leather jacket on, but me, <laughs> me, it was suns out, guns out. <laughs> That's how you roll. That's how I roll. That's how Two you take us to the gun show right there. Excellent. I yep. like it. And the bandana, you know, the bandana under the hat. 
<laughs> under the hat, under the headphones. Under the headphones. Excellent. Like it's, you do. It's a good look for me. I think I might go back to that look. I like it. I think it works. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, so I love it, and it, it brings back fond memories for it, me. It so tells um, me as well. So I, I'm I'm very uh, I'm very appreciative and uh, and uh, just thankful of the of you finding that. I know it was it was tough to find that picture. I think we had you know it's tough. It was a few years ago. You know we didn't have all the Instagrams and nope. photo streams and all nope. that stuff. So you really had to track that bad boy down. It's true. But I'm glad you did. Me too. I, and and don't look for that picture online. It's not copyrighted in any way. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> it's, it is copyright Earcon Pod, and uh, it is available on our podcast uh, site uh, through iTunes as uh, well as your blog, A Fine Dram. Yep. And uh, you probably be able to see some of that available on our uh, Twitter pages as well. Yeah, uh, I I haven't yet, as of right this second, updated our 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 Twitter profile, but, uh, but we both have our individual, our individual, yeah, individual. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's throwback, throwback Saturday. Um, yep. And, TBS. Uh, I like it. I like it. I think it's our best yoga, best logo yet. I think so too. Yeah. I, I, I was planning on putting together a, a post this weekend up on the, uh, on the old, a fine dram site documenting our logos over the years. <laughs> <laughs> We've had quite the, uh, Quite the photo shoots, yeah. You know? uh, puppies, puppies, motorcycles. Yep. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely been one for the ages, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt, it has been one for the ages. So, so check that out. Check that out on our Twitter sites uh, and uh, on the interwebs uh, somewhere uh, near you. So, yes, coming soon go. to an internet near you. Coming, coming soon. So back to news and follow up. Back to news and follow up. We talked about this before uh, that RBI baseball was coming back out. And I think we, we talked about the show is still out, but the 2K sports one was closed up. Is that right? They stopped doing the 2K sports one or uh, something. I can't remember. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about that. Now, but this is available. It's it's like um, it's not a standalone like purchase, a game purchase. You buy it off of their online right, exactly. site. Like for Xbox, it's Xbox Live, Arcade, kind of. You just can purchase the game. Yes. Probably a similar thing on the PlayStation Network. Yes, exactly. Uh, I think it's like 20 bucks or something like that. It was, yeah, it was nineteen ninety nine on. I think it was nineteen ninety nine uh, on the PlayStation Network. I did get it. How is it? Uh, it is not worth nineteen ninety nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I was waiting. I was well. When you put that on the notes, I was like, okay, that probably means he has it. I and did I was get considering it. a purchase, but I wasn't sure. So I wanted to see what you thought. Give me because you're a you're a baseball game purist. So I do love my baseball games. Yeah. Uh, my fan, baseball you're fan games. of the fan of the MLB the show. I am a fan of the show. I've got a, a couple different iterations of the show. Um. Uh. I mean, it's not a bad game. Let me put. I mean. It's got it's got all the teams, obviously. It's got uh I think it's got all the players, at least all the major leaguers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's endorsed by the MLB and the Players Association. The graphics are pretty decent. Um it's so a very simple game. So what's not worth it about twenty bucks? It's because it's, it's pretty it's not a lot of options. There's you can't really do much. First of all, like if you're well, looking for what would you say you can do? What would you say <laughs> you can do? So like, um, so you know how in, in a lot of games now you can go in and you can manage the rosters and you can pick which pitcher is pitching and, and all this stuff. You can't do any of that really. I mean, you can swap out pitchers, but there are only four pitchers on the Red Sox team in this game. Only four pitchers. And you're going to huh. end up using all of them in every game because they get tired after like three innings. 
So you've got John Lester, you've got Clay Buckholtz, you got Koji, which is good. But guess who your number three pitcher is? Uh, who? Friend of the show, John Lackey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, ten, ten hit Lackey, as I like to call him. Ten hit Lackey. Yeah. Um, so uh, your options are limited, and that that's fine because it's a simple game. But the, the problem to me is the the gameplay is so simple that i mean it's not an unfun game it's kind of a fun little game but if it was five dollars i would be like everybody buy this game this is, this is a really great game it's retro it's fun it's simple but at twenty dollars it's just not worth it mm, okay so, well, i think I've, the ipad version is five dollars so oh really that's yeah, not bad actually no. i and i haven't bought it because i already dropped 20 on the other one but well, I don't, it's probably like uh, they have the control system, I guess, like those little invisible controls, like joysticks that kind of show up on the screen. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's why I kind of steered away from the iPad version because I, I wanted like actual physical controls. Right. I haven't always been a fan of that. Uh, I've played like a couple of the football games on the iPad like that. It's just kind of, it's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. I it just so doesn't. Too. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's better in the iPad Mini in terms of holding it, but I don't know. The big iPad, it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I wasn't uh, willing to spend five dollars to find out. Uh, there you go. So you heard it here first. I, I mean, I, like I said, if it was if it was a five dollar game, I would be wholeheartedly being saying yes, it's totally worth it. It's a great little game, but it's just not worth twenty bucks. So, gotcha. but that being said, I am playing an entire season. I've lost two games straight. Wow, to the Seriously? Orioles. So it's just like real life. It replicates real life pretty well. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's what I'm looking for. The, yeah. the, when I play video games, I want the most realistic thing possible. It is realistic in that in that uh, I can't get the Red Sox to win a game. Uh, my litmus test for realism is how does Napoli's beard look? Mm. I can't see his face because you only ever see him like All right, facing. Failed. Yeah, so never not not worth the, not worth mm-hmm. my purchase. Not worth and my I tell money. you what, David Ortiz looks like a a beefcake in this game like he is thick mm. Mm. like it mm-hmm. and xander bogarts looks anorexic <laughs> so <laughs> that well, being you, said well there you go and, and you he's go. uh a winner a winner on twitter apparently too <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, mean, I didn't see the offending tweet but i heard about it yeah <laughs> interesting winner 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 Alrighty, so uh, hold off on RBI Baseball is our uh, official recommendation. Yeah, I can't recommend it at $20. There you go. So, so more news and follow-up. Did you All hear right. about uh, David Letterman retiring? I did I'm hear sure about Letterman retiring and the uh, the hire of Mr. Colbert. Stephen Colbert will be replacing David Letterman. He'll be retiring the uh, the Colbert Report character, but it will be and he'll be hosting it as himself. Not to be confused with himself, who was a character on Colbert. It's very confusing, but he's a funny guy, and it's going to be good. So. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think uh, I think Letterman was already he, he was having a tough time with with Kimmel and with now with Fallon, but I think he he was a different kind of host. Uh, yeah, he's more the old school kind of. I was reading. Yeah. yeah, I was reading something that you know, with especially like comparing him with some of the the other guys and the fact that. You know, no one's a f- no one fears going on Fallon. Like Fallon, right. like Fallon's not gonna insult you or make you look dumb. Uh, you know, right. he's, they're gonna pump you up, play games, make you feel good. Fallon's your friend. 
you know, people go on Letterman because they respect them and it's they true, want yeah. they want Letterman to like them and think that they're smart and cool. And I think, you know, late nights lost a lot of that. I think people go on the shows now. Obviously, they want to plug their stuff, but they don't want to put themselves in situations that is going to make them look bad in front of their fans. No, they and don't. I, and I think Letterman doesn't have a problem with making that happen. Yeah, I think you're right. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how Colbert is going to take up that mantle. Yeah, I mean, I, on his current show, I mean, he doesn't seem to have a problem with making people feel uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. that's part of the act. That's not really him. Right. That's his character. So we'll see. But I, I love Stephen Colbert, and I think he'll do a good job. Cool. Yeah, man. So you want to talk about some movies? Uh, Yeah, I would love to talk about movies. Okay, let's talk about uh, uh, some sequels that I'm not really all that interested in. Uh, Goonies 2 Electric Boogaloo? Goonies 2 Electric Boogaloo. The, the return of Chunk. Uh, is it so it's all the same characters? I have no idea. I didn't, oh, okay. I didn't even read the thing. Classic. Good, good, good prep work there. <laughs> You're welcome. Excellent. I was, really bringing it for the fans on episode I, 50. I was busy trying to think up a pod court topic. <laughs> I have a couple that I put out on Twitter. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they're all great. They're all yep. excellent. Yep. I mean, you really thought long and hard about that. I did. Are you considering uh, moving to a Windows machine? Yes, I am not. <laughs> I'm considering never bringing one in this house again. I'm considering not even allowing anything Windows-based in this house. I have two Windows machines in this house right now. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. They're I just, my work computer and her work computer, so. Yeah, I gave up my, I finally, I mailed back my work Windows computer, so now I, I'm all Apple. And I'm, you know, I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm loving it. <laughs> So yeah, so you, Goonies you, too. Goonies too, and also Mrs. Doubtfire too. Ugh. Just got greenlit. Is you know, it? Is you know, it like Mrs. Um, Doubtfire? Petting, petting zoos, uh, music, jump around. What is it? House of Pain. I, I, uh, no. I mean, my. Is it going to be Robin Williams? I'm assuming. Oh God. Maybe not. Maybe he's like. Maybe it's Robin Williams' son, and maybe he's. Cross-dressing right, too, like it, father, like it. father, like son. It's Robin Williams okay. reprising Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. It's Dustin Hoffman reprising Tootsie. I thought, is he still alive? He's still alive. Wow. And uh, who else? Who else cross-dresses? Uh, I got an I got an uncle that used to Patrick do it. Swayze, Tu Wong Fu. He's dead. He's dead. Um, oh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley right? Snipes and John, John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Boom. There you go. There's your movie. Wow. That's a summer blockbuster right there. Wow, that just happened. What about uh, the Wayans brothers? Yes, yes. Wayans brothers, they cross-dress. Um, anybody else? Mm. Ah, ah, um, no. No, I got you, you almost had it, tip of your tongue? Yeah. So we don't know what Mrs. Doubtfire 2 is going to be other than Mrs. Doubtfire 2. What about um, What about Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's gonna he's gonna tuck and put on a kimono. Wow, that just happened. Yep. Uh, okay, so look uh, for sequels soon <laughs> if, if you dare. <laughs> um, can we talk about? Can we go to the, on onto the superheroes? I would love to because I'm much more um, interested in that. First of all, have you seen Captain America yet? Not the second one. Oh, okay. Not you, not the Winter Soldier. You need to. It's really good. I have heard that it is. Excellent. It's fantastic. Fantastic. I've uh, heard very good things about that movie. 
But what I want to really what I want to talk to you about is uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. I saw the trailer, the final trailer. Yes, the, the one trailer that just to came end out. all the trailer to end all trailers. That trailer looked amazing. Yes, it did. It looked unbelievable, and I'm very excited about it. It's, I was tells, very it's, impressed. Hey, did you see X Men: First Class? I did see X Men: First Class. But okay. I, wait, which one was First Class? That was like the prequel with this is the it's the first one with Michael Foss, Bender, and James McAvoy. Yes, I did see that one. Okay. Um so there's some diff there's some things, some questions that this movie brings up that obviously they're probably gonna address, but you know, when Wolverine goes back and first meets James McAvoy, you know, it's in the I mean, it's in the seventies, right? I think is what the time frame is. So he should in effect be in a wheelchair at that point. Mm-hmm. Because of the end of Days of Future Past, where he gets shot in the back. Okay. But he's walking around, so I don't know. Um, so they got to do some explanations there. I'm sure they will. But I'm I'm in really excited about the Sentinel storyline finally coming into the X Men movies. Me too. And also uh, your friend and mine, Peter Dinklage. I when I saw Dinklage on there, I was like, oh, oh my god, it's Dinklage. Yeah. So literally, that's uh, what I did. And J Law looking. Hot as mm. ever, and uh, I would do so, terrible things to her. It's gonna be good. You get a mix of you know in the future timeline, your old schools like your Halle Berry's and the kid who plays Iceman, um, <laughs> and then you get to uh, go back in time, and you've got isn't isn't that the same guy who maybe he's different? Is that is the guy who plays Iceman the dude in the following, or is that a different guy? Oh, you are definitely asking the wrong guy. Okay, I thought you watched the following. I we I watched, do, like, but I don't know who gotcha. plays Iceman, so. Um, yeah, I'm all caught up on the following. We've, we have not, uh, I heard there was a, a, a very crazy death in there, but, um, there's lots of crazy deaths. Uh, I guess that's true. We have not uh, caught up on the following. We, we stopped recording it and then, so we were trying to just watch it on Hulu. And so we just keep forgetting that we have it available to watch on Hulu. Spoiler. Joe Carroll is nuts. Yeah. Got that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was right, dude. There you go. Bobby uh, Drake, Bobby Drake, Iceman, played by Sean Ashmore, who is in the following. Who does he play in the following? He plays the FBI agent, the young guy, Mike. Um, is that his name? Yes. Mike? Look, you knew his name. Yeah, yeah, he plays the FBI agent. His twin guy. was on Veronica Mars. He has a twin. He has a twin. Looks just like him. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I would have never thought that, fucker. <laughs> Oh gosh! Uh, you know, he's Canadian. Ooh, jeez. Oh, there's a strike against him. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Boo. Uh, so there you go. Um, X Men trailer looks awesome. That comes out it next does. month in May, and I'm really looking forward to it. It looks really good. Uh, while we're on the subject of superheroes, did you see my comment come across uh, as I heard that possibility of Gambit being cast? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Channing, Mr. Channing Tatum. How do you feel about that? I don't know. He sounded retarded in his ex. I don't know if you watched the. There's a video of. Um, you said retarded. He is just. He, <laughs> let me see if I can find it here. Where uh, they they're interviewing him and they're talking about a bunch of stuff and this is when they ask him about this about playing Gambit and then he said he had this meeting and his explanation of why he likes Gambit is oh no. just the most retarded thing. Um, Wish I could find. Well, I'll get back. I'll look at it while we're talking, and I'll try okay. to go back, and I'll read the, the <laughs> actual explanation of it. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, here it is. Okay, okay. I've got it. I'm gonna read it for you. And this is this is what makes me very uneasy about it. You know, it's like the you know the celebrities. They try to seem like they know, or they you know they've been a fan of this shit forever. They right. Try, and they try to 
come up with some witty explanation of it. Um, okay, so here we go. I met with Lauren Schuler Donner, and I would love it. Gambit is really the only X-Man I've ever loved. I mean, I've loved them all. They're all great. But I guess from being deep, from being down south, my dad's from Louisiana. I'm from Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. I don't know. What? Hang on. <laughs> Wait, Stupid he, ad. Does he need Hang to on. pick one? Hang on. An ad just came up. Oh, I don't want to watch Devil's Do. Uh, I just related to him. He's just kind of a slate. He's just kind of suave. He's the most un-X-Men X-Man that's ever been in X-Men. Oh, my God. Other, other than maybe Wolverine, who's like the anti-hero. He's a thief. He's not even a hero. He's kind of walking the line of gray. He loves women and drinking and smoking and stuff. So he's just a cool guy who happens to have a moral center. I hope it comes together. You never know. It's a weird industry. If the stars align, I would die to play it. I'm already working on the accent. It's crappy at the moment. <laughs> I mean, it just that's not the only thing that's crappy. That sounds so bad. Wow, that sounds terrible. His explanation is so terrible. Yeah, you really sound like a guy who's been dying to play Gambit. Oh my gosh, he sounds, he sounds like a... I wonder how many times they paid him to work X-Men and X-Man into that statement. He's the most un-X-Men X-Man that's ever been in X-Men. Do that, you refer to a, a singular X-Person as an X-Man? <laughs> I've never heard that. Uh, I've heard, like, that person is in the X-Men. He gave himself a nickname for present tense. Yeah. <laughs> Sting. Uh, uh, stung. <laughs> Whatever, Gordon. <laughs> Right now, I'll get you a beer right away. <laughs> oh gosh, that's so. Uh, uh, so that, I'm, I'm worried. That worries me. I'm very vexed. Uh, uh, well, maybe it'll turn out fine. Yeah, there you go. We'll see. Um, <sighs> yeah, they had a character. I mean, he was he had a small part in X Men uh, Origins, the, the original Wolverine story, that was terrible. Uh, so why would they bring it back? Well, different character. So they had. Um, Taylor Kitsch played him, who is was in Lone Survivor. Oh, Sur I see what you're saying. Okay. Friday Night Lights and Lone Survivor and, and a couple other stuff. He was on, but, he, but he bombed on John Carter with Mars and Battleship, and so I think the studio is a little less than uh, confident that he can carry that character, I guess. Were both of those movies, like, patently horrible? Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, Mar John Carter with Mars is not a bad movie. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I, I um, so. I will stand behind it a little bit. At least I'll stand <laughs> to the side of it, <laughs> slightly to the left, <laughs> back into the left of it. Uh, it's not a terrible movie. It's, okay. uh, I mean, it's terrible for what it cost to make it, and you know, actually going to the theater to see it. But for something you just like, yeah. you know, watch on a rainy Saturday afternoon, it's actually not terrible. Didn't Disney lose like, oh yeah, like hundreds of millions of oh, dollars? Trust, yeah, yeah, like a lot of money. That's ridiculous. So there you go. Um, can we can we turn to TV now? I would love to turn to TV. Unless uh, I I didn't mean to stop our superhero discussion. If you'd like to continue, but no, I'm 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 good with TV. Cool. TV's good. I T like TV. <laughs> I watch TV. I watch a lot of it. You do? Yes. <laughs> what would you say you do here? I watch TV. I watch TV. Uh, what do you do? So I don't know if you saw this, but it looks like NBC is getting uh, a tit bit desperate on the TV uh, side moving into this this fall did you did you see this just a titbit no i didn't see this but i was very intrigued when i saw you put this in the notes yeah so nbc is um putting feelers out there i think they're running a, it's actually a contest they're going to ask viewers for better sitcom ideas you know i, can, oh, I no. can't imagine you know, they've had such a good track record with uh the 
critically acclaimed show Animal Practice. Uh, I don't that, even know if I've heard of that. That was about a guy who was starting a veterinary clinic, I guess, or something. I don't know. It was terrible. Uh, it's already been canceled, of course. Of but course. So they are, I'm going to read here, uh, comedy writers will submit their idea via an NBC site. Uh, the network will choose up to 10 finalists. NBC will fund each finalist to produce a pilot. The uh, advisory board in consultation with NBC will pick two winners from the 10. The winners uh, who will be paid will have their show broadcast on NBC, a pilot plus up to four additional episodes at the network's discretion. So they are really grasping at straws. So they, they believe in this so much they're willing to make pilots and do four episodes. Yeah, well, I mean, look at look at some of these shows this last year that just really haven't done anything. Sean Saves the World, which, was, which was, yeah, exactly, it premiered last year. It was That's the one with uh, Just Jack from Will and Grace. Do you remember? Did you watch Will and Grace at all? Mm, I've seen it. Uh, the the like, actual, like, the gay guy. As I walked by the TV. Okay, anyway. Uh, did you hear of the Michael J. Fox show? Uh, yes, but I never watched it. Yeah, terrible. So I think they are, that one's not going to be coming yeah, back Yeah, that one was a little shaky. Yeah, so they're really, uh, you see what I did they're there? really needing some help. Yeah, I see what you did there. Okay. That's a little too soon. Uh, they really need some help. Dramas, they seem to be doing well. Blacklist, even though I'm not watching it anymore, seems to be taking off. Uh, Scandal, obviously, is one of their uh, huge hits. Oh, whoops, my bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I tell you, I don't watch that either. So, what are the big NBC shows? Uh, is Blacklist is one. Blacklist. What else uh, is? ER. ER is not on anymore. Uh, Law and Order. Law and Order. Oh, yeah, SVU and all that stuff uh, is still on. I was about the original one. Original one's not on anymore. Um... Was Hill Street Blues on NBC? I don't remember. Uh, here, let me go here. List of NBC. Trapper John NBC. Oh, uh, Parenthood's on there. My wife likes Parenthood. Oh, I've heard that's really good. Yeah, my I've wife likes Parenthood. Uh, oh, yeah, Revolution is still on. Uh, Chicago Fire, Hannibal. Mm-mm. Oh, well, they've got a few things here. Hannibal's not bad. Uh, I wish they would put it on Hulu like they should. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, so, you know, here, here's the problem is that, so I look at currently broadcast by NBC. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, almost 12 uh, dramas that they're running and lit- literally four sitcoms, Parks and Rec, Community, yes. About a Boy, and Growing Up Fisher. And those last two are two new ones. So they've got two sitcoms right now, two that are from, you know, less and, than last year. Yeah, but Community is always on the brink of getting canceled. Right. And Parks and Rec is going to run its course eventually. Well, that's what I'm saying, that even even with those two, you're looking at there's four programs, two that just premiered that you don't know how what the, the longevity is on those. Mm-hmm. No wonder they're trying to do something. They're really and, not uh, they're really not competing uh, with some of these other shows. Let me let me see what it, ABC it, has. It just amazes me that like a company like NBC, who has all the power of NBC and all the resources of Comcast can't put together a show as good as Amazon can. I mean, come on. I don't know. Uh, I think they're just a little worried. Look at the shows here on, this is why ABC is crushing it now. Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, Castle, Modern Family, Revenge, Nashville. Wow. They're they're knocking it out of the park. Lost. Uh, Extreme Weight Loss. Super Fun Night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, all, cannot wait all, for Podcourt. All shows, all shows that will be around forever to the test of time. Yep. 
Uh, so there you go. So NBC needs some help. So if you feel like you can provide that help, then I will uh, I will direct you to their website. It looks like the the website for the contest is www.nbccomedyplayground.com. Entrants may submit up to two video samples, five to ten minutes each of their pre-existing work, along with up to two video pitches, two to five minutes per pitch, each describing a unique original show idea. Dude, 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 dude. Starting May 1st, dude, we can do this. Yeah. Dude, dude, dude. Dude. Uh, all right. Sitcom idea. Two guys have a podcast. Okay. That's as far as I've gotten. Really? And so they're, the sitcom... You're gonna have a camera show these guys record the podcast and yeah, people, split screen. People will split watch screen. it. They they live in different towns. Split screen. Wow. What about the far? I think we could do the pharmacy one. The Enon Nights. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we. I feel like we could come up with a two to five minute video pitch. Are we pivoting that into a comedy? Because I thought it was a drama. It could be a dramedy. Well, it could be a black comedy. Let's not let's not make it about race. <laughs> Well, no, I was trying to transition into Fargo. Fargo. Did you watch Fargo? It's on my DVR. I recorded it and had every intention of watching it, but I haven't watched it yet. Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I never saw the movie, full disclosure. What? I got to change my podcourt topic. But it's. I'm seeing that it's a little bit different than the movie. It's not the same... Topics. It's got to be different characters because a lot of those it's different characters, but die. it seems to be a little bit different because of just the characters that are in it and mm-hmm. what they're doing. And I read some of the the wiki stuff on the Fargo movie; it didn't seem the same. So okay. there you go. Uh, Martin Freeman, very good, as you would expect. Yes, Bill, Billy Bob Thornton, so really, really kind of freaky. So is this what Martin Freeman is doing while Sherlock is on hiatus while they're filming Doctor Who? Yeah, I guess so. It sounds like that Fargo is in much the same vein as American Horror Story and True Detective. Ooh. And that it's like this is an anthology show. So these eight episodes or whatever is it for them. Oh, that makes me very happy. So, yeah. So that's how they got, you know, Billy Bob Thornton, Martin Freeman, and the like. That's awesome. Uh, also starring Colin Hanks. I like Colin Hanks. Did, did you ever watch Dexter? Uh, we watched like half of the first season and oh. the problem is we were watch- like the only time we had free to really watch stuff for her on her schedule is like eating dinner and it wasn't the best eating dinner show. No, it is not a good <laughs> eating dinner show, but, uh, Colin Hanks is in one of the later seasons and he's oh, very okay. good. Very good. He had so. a short run series on Fox with uh, Bradley Whitford. Of course he did. Yeah. Bradley Whitford. Your, comedy gold. Your friend of mine. Friend of the show, Bradley Whitford. Uh, so, so Fargo is getting, so Fargo is not, Fargo is pretty good. Uh, it was a 90, you know, definitely set aside some time. It was a 90 minute preview or a 90 minute premiere. Okay. But it, uh, I I liked it. I will, uh, be watching it again, which is, which I I may not today. I will not, may not be able to say the same thing for turn though. Yeah. I watched one episode. I have another on the DVR, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get to it. You know, it just it just doesn't do anything. It's a revolutionary war piece that just is what it is. Like it's it doesn't wow me, doesn't shock me. It's just telling a story about the revolutionary war. Yeah, there's no. I mean, I hate to say this because it, it makes makes me sound like kind of a I don't know a TV snob or something, but like with a lot of the shows that we like, like Walking Dead has zombies. 
Uh, Breaking Bad has crystal meth. Like there's like there's some extra element that makes it more interesting. And to me, in turn, there's there's nothing there like making me interested in any of the story. Yeah, I hear. You. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, and, and I was kind of a little pissed off that they were, they've talked about this whole spying thing. It's really not a spy ring. It's really one spy. Yeah. And then a bunch of like accessory or ancillary players in this spy ring, if if, if you even want to call it that. So you're you're really talking about one spy, and then all these other people that kind of help him. It's not a ring. It's more like a semicircle. Yeah, yeah. Spy. Uh, is it even really it's a, that it's a spy? It's a spy arc. It's a, it's more like a spy crescent. A spy crescent. Yes. Mm. Yes. That's that's good. A spy croissant. A spy croissant. But yeah, I guess that's as okay. opposed to well, a spy donut. Well, the fr- the French helped, so we can call it. We can say it was a croissant. Okay, good. Because you know that was what was that? Uh, who was the French dude that came? Truffaut or La Truff- I don't know. Who was the French You're dude? Talking that- about Lafayette. Is that Lafayette who helped? Who like saved the day? Yeah, Lafayette. The debt we owe to General Lafayette. Oh well, that would make sense then. Yes. I mean, it's fine. It's just. It's not really engaging me enough to want to like spend the time to watch it. Yeah, I hear you. So, I uh, I don't know. I, I was all into it. I was really excited about it. And I don't then, think it's bad. It's just yeah. It's just uh, it's maybe something I watch this summer. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps and there's nothing else on. I'll be like, oh, let's watch Turn. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Silicon Valley premiered two episodes in now premiered uh two sundays ago uh right when i think after game of thrones or before game of thrones uh have you watched this at all i watched episode one i haven't watched episode two because i forgot to but i watched episode one and i really really enjoyed episode one well then you will really really enjoy episode two because i thought episode two watched it last night was much better than episode one really yeah i think that they've now that you know, they spend a lot of the first episode really defining the characters. Yeah. That's and true. now that they, you kind of have an idea of how each character is supposed to act in relation to themselves as well as others. Uh, I think you appreciate a little bit more when they act like that. So, uh, yeah. the second episode is more of that and I like it. Cool. Man. It's pretty funny. It's short, yeah. sweet, you know, 30 minutes. I like that. It's 30 minutes. And I, and I really, I like that main character he's really cool i like him i mean he's not cool he's a nerd but uh, you know I, I love uh i love the incubator guy he's my boy the, the incubator guy yeah uh what's his name um he's got some crazy like uh composer name forget his name uh let me go look it up but he's the one that played the lead singer of the hollow notes cover band adult education in the critically acclaimed movie she's out of your league of course of course he did uh Let's see, Silicon Valley TV. Series. Which critics acclaimed that movie? Uh, me. Okay. Okay. Uh, actually, I really like that movie. Can you hear my dog barking? I do. I do hear okay. your dog barking. Okay. Sure. So, where he is? Where is he? Why doesn't he come up on this list? I don't know. But uh, I really liked it. I liked how they took that first episode and they used that to like, like set them on this journey, and like so their their path is set. I really liked, I thought it was a great show. I enjoyed it. Let me look. Uh, she's out. So you're gonna watch. You're gonna keep watching. It's, yes. it's good enough for you to keep watching. That show, I believe, is good enough for me to keep watching. Yes. Well, that's good then. Yeah. Um. Oh, T.J. Miller. 
TJ Miller, of course. TJ Miller. TJ Miller plays. Uh, oh yeah, it's like Ehrlich, something Ehrlich Bachman. Is that the dude with the hair? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he lives there. He's like, oh, he he came up with this idea in my incubator, and so I get ten percent. Oh, he's the guy that like owns the house and lets yeah, him stay there. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I like him. He's cool. Yeah, he's yeah. funny. He's a, he's a dupe. He's a douchebag, but I like him. He is. He is, but he's fun. Uh, so yeah, I recommend Silicon Valley. Check it out. I do too. That's that's two Aircon Pod thumbs up. And it's also got those the one guy that was in the office. I don't know if you watch the office. Yes, the the nerdy guy. Yeah, yeah. I love him. He's good in this. I think he finally is kind of found a found a home. He was a little different on the office. I didn't really love it, but. I think against this cast of characters, he fits in nicely. I think so, too. Have you seen the movie The Heat with uh, Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock? I have not. It is. It's on HBO Go. It's hilarious. It's yeah? absolutely hilarious. And he has a bit part in it that's pretty funny. He's only in it for like like five seconds, but he's really funny. So. Okay. All right. I'll check, um, I'll check it out. That movie is hilarious. You do not want to watch that with your kids or your parents. <laughs> okay. So I watched it with my wife and my mother-in-law and we were like, like the language is amazing. Amazing. There you go. The, the foulness that comes out of Melissa McCarthy's mouth is amazing. So, but yeah, it's a great movie. So. All right, I so will. Uh, I will uh, take a look at it then. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Uh, it's the same guy that uh, that directed Bridesmaids. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. Yep, sure does. So. So shall we run over a little Game of Thrones real quick? Oh yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two episodes in, Purple Wedding. Two. Purple Wedding. Uh, yeah, I, I I knew it was coming, but still, man, the way they did it, it was so good. Yeah, I figured they'd wait a little longer, but then I, I guess I thought they would too. A few yeah. days before I watched the episode, I was reading Entertainment Weekly and getting caught up, and they had a huge Game of Thrones preview, uh, and I was reading. They were talking to Dinklage, and he said, you know, he spends most of the season in jail, and so then I was kind of like, oh, I guess yep. it's happening pretty soon. <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we put a spoiler alert on, or are we just? No, eh, I guess it's we fine. Really need to. We're not going to talk about it that much, but it's it's really good this year. I love. I love Peter Dinklage, as we all know, mm-hmm. but like seeing him almost scared as a character is so interesting because he's been so like playing the game and being powerful and, and acting bigger than he is. And now he just seems like frightened and, and playing for his life. And it just seems it's really good. So I really like it. It's good, good stuff. Show. It's good stuff. I, need- I was a little sad that I had no mother of dragons in the last episode. I mean, yeah. I realize they really needed to focus on the wedding and, and get Joffrey the hell out, but uh, I miss Daenerys. Yeah, I know you do, but you'll get more. She wasn't in that whole episode, right? I mean, am I... If she was, it couldn't have been much because I don't remember her. I don't remember her at all. The other thing you need to talk about is the recasting of one of the characters. Who got recast? Um, Did I miss this? Yeah, well, the first... I mean, he wasn't in the second episode because there was no Daenerys, but the first episode, one of his... Um, one of her soldiers, one of the, the guys that uh, is kind of like sweet on her. Um, let me look. Let me try to look it up here. Game of Thrones. You're not talking about uh, Sir Jorah. He no, 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 no. The new guy that came in at the end of last season that was like, in the, oh, at the end of last right. season, he had like long hair. He almost looked like a Viking or something. He wanted to, wanted to jump her bones. Yeah, yeah. What? Played by played by Brandon Fish. Yes, exactly. Um. 
So here, let me look it up here and see what it is. But now, but he was recast as a guy that was on. I know you don't watch Nashville, but he used to be on Nashville. Um, uh, Dario Nairis. Nairis. Of course, of course. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce those names. He left for another show or another movie or something, so they had to recast him. Um, he was the lieutenant for the Second Sons, a cell sword army just beyond Yunkai. Oh, okay. Um, I got The Second Sons were introduced on screen when Daenerys made an offer to them to join her army. The three leaders refused the offer and went back to their base. Remember? And then this guy came and he took their heads. Yeah. And presented he the head. And, right. And so he was so he was recast. Uh, you see the, the new guy in the first episode, uh, shorter hair, a little more rugged beard. Mm. And uh, rugged. He was the mm. one that was kind of giving, he was kind of flirting with her a little bit. And she was like, step off, bitch. And then he was kind of being coy about it and saying, <laughs> say, and saying that uh, uh, Queen needs to know her land and shit. And that's why he gave her flowers. Yay. Yeah. So there you go. So excellent. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, my wife is almost done with season two. She just watched the night before last. We watched the Blackwater episode. Mm. Battle the um, Battle the so Blackwater. She, battle the Blackwater, and um, so she's getting there. And I can't wait for her to get to season four because you got. Uh, I mean, I mean if, if you're not caught up, too bad. I'm not putting a spoiler alert. Uh, season in episode one of season four, you got um, Arya using her sword to get revenge, and then you got the Purple Wedding, which is which is really satisfactory. So I'm I'm really excited for her to get caught up. Cool. Yeah, man. Uh, so bef- we're going to get into our agenda right now. But yes. right before we do, I wanted to make a mention of uh, we're coming up on an anniversary, unfortunately, um, yes. of the Boston Marathon bombings. Yes, and, Patriots Day. And I know we talked a little bit about this last year when that happened, uh, but that on uh, April, when was this? Uh, April 15th, 2013, 2.49 p.m., um, Two explosions occurred about 200 yards apart on Bolston Street. Race was halted. Uh, three spectators were killed and more than 200 people were injured. Mm. Terrible, terrible thing. It was really, really horrible. Two uh, really horrible. pressure cookers had went off in these two backpacks of, of people just sitting around uh, spectating and watching it, sitting in the restaurants and bars, taking off. Because as you mentioned there, it's Patriots Day. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people in Boston take the day off. Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually a state holiday. Yep, go to Red Sox game, uh, go watch the marathon, go cheer them That's on. Right. I mean, it's the they, it's the oldest annual marathon yes, out there they in, did in the, the world. Uh, they did they played the game early that day because of the marathon, mm-hmm. and then the the team uh, was getting ready to head to the airport when it happened. Yeah, so so this will be uh, coming up on Monday, April the what twentieth. What's Monday is twenty first. The twenty first. Twenty first. So, so it's like it's like six days later, um, this year, but um, or it's a week later calendar wise. But it's Patriots Day, so they're kind of recognizing it as mm-hmm. as the anniversary. So, gotcha. Yeah. So and, uh, uh, our hearts go out to everyone that was affected by that, and uh, I think this is going to be a really. Uh, a really cool event just to show the solidarity of the country as well as the city of Boston and to say, you know, fuck you guys, we're going to do this. And yep. um, uh, I'm excited to see them do it. I'm sure they're going to have, I mean, they've already done a lot of big things uh, in preparation for it and look, look back and, and chronicling a lot of the people that were affected by it. Uh, I'm sure they'll do some, something even bigger uh, on the day of. So I'm looking forward to that. So 
check out the Boston Marathon and, yes. uh, uh, you know, think about those uh, that were affected by it. And I think, uh, I think it'll be good. Two days until the race. So there you go. Yep. 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 Kind of a, it's so. a, and a hard race to qualify for. So, I mean, these are all really, yeah, really. It's not like a regular marathon. You have to actually like be a runner and, so, and so have like certified times in the, like uh, in the 18 to 34 category. Are you still in that category? No, you're not in that category anymore. Uh, are you? I am in that category until next month. <laughs> so, so you would be, I've got like two more weeks in that for category. the purposes of this race, you would fall into that category, which means you would have to have a qualifying standard of three. Wait, I would be running against 18 year olds. Yeah. Holy God. Well, no, you're running against everybody, but this is the 18 to 34 age bracket is this qualifying time of three hours and five minutes. Oh, I could totally drive 26 miles in three hours. And <laughs> yes. There you go. So that's the oh most, that's God. the most you can run the marathon in. Three hours and how many minutes? In five minutes. I couldn't do it in three times that. So that's 20, that's 26 miles. So how, what's, what's that? What's the average mile there? It's like. It's eight miles an hour. Like <laughs> yeah, yes, you're dry. You're running eight miles an hour. There's no way. No, there's no way. That's like seven minute miles. There you go. Seven times 26, right? 182. Is that how many it is? You got 60 times. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. It's like 185 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. There's no messing around. Holy friend, friend of the show, Beth Seavers. If she, if she does the Boston Marathon one day, I will go to it. Well, we're gonna live tweet it. Oh no, we're, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna the live podcast. Yeah, that's it. what I'm saying. We'll we'll set up outside yeah. one of the restaurants and yes. we'll just uh, we'll do a live show. Yes, for th- for three hours, three hours and five minutes show. Three hours. Well, and, well uh, that's fine. We'll we'll just you know do two and a half hours of f- news and follow up, <laughs> and then and then a half hour agenda about the race. So it'll be like a normal show. Yeah, just be like a normal show. <laughs> uh, so there you go, Boston Marathon. Uh, Check it out. Support. Uh, Boston Strong. Yes, do it. So we've got a little bit uh, of an agenda here, just to, yeah, just to short and sweet, and something we want to do a little bit different called Pod Court. something we continue if uh if it's popular if we like it or if we think it's dumb that we won't ever do it again well if we do it again okay i have to admit it took me all week to come up with a topic i had such a hard time coming up with a topic i had some really really stupid ones that i discarded so if we do it again i'm gonna need suggestions from our listeners whoo nice but i think i got a good one okay i think it's uh do you want to start i can if you'd like Excellent. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, uh, um. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is great. Nowhere to go, but nowhere to go, uh, but up. I'm setting the bar really low and I'm going right under it. Um, okay. Pod court. I'm going to try to convince you, sir, to spend three hours of your life. Three hours of your life. Wow. Almost the amount of time it takes an 18 year old to run the Boston Marathon. Wow. Watching the classic 1975 film, Barry Lyndon. 
Barry Linden. Barry Linden. Okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the bad news first. Bad news? Why well, I don't want bad you're big, you're supposed to be making a compelling argument to me. What, oh, where does bad I news will. fit in? I will make a compelling how does, argument. How does giving me bad news about Barry Linden make me want to watch it? Oh, well, it won't, but my evidence will. Oh, it's a period piece, you. dude. It is a three hour period piece. Oh my god. With lots of accents oh, and shit. costumes. Wow. It's it's excellent. Uh, but I would like to, would like to point out it also has a lot of war, and a lot of sex, and fights and gambling and duels and are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? Mm-hmm. Boobies. Wow, not a lot of boobies, but a little bit of boobies. Why is this so good? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna present this to you in uh, how many pieces of evidence do I have courtroom, here? I have courtroom format, please. Courtroom format. Uh, exhibit A. Are you ready for Exhibit A? I'm ready for Exhibit A. All right. This film was directed by the late, great Stanley Kubrick. Oh, okay. He also wrote the screenplay after he read the story, the novel, The Luck of Barry Lyndon, uh, written by William Makepeace Thackeray in 1844. So it's it's based on the novel, but there's some differences. This one's a little bit more exciting, I think. Uh, so there you go. Stanley Kubrick, excellent director. He makes a great film. It's uh, Martin Scorsese's favorite Kubrick film. Yeah, you're making my arguments for me. <laughs> so uh, exhibit, overruled, overruled. You're you're leading something. Leading the uh, leading the no leading the uh, prosecutor. I have it. You're not prosecutor. I guess you're defending. You're the def, you're the defense. I'm the prosecutor. You're. I don't know. Uh, exhibit B. Are you ready for this, sir? This sure. this might this might be the clincher actually. So I shouldn't have put it so early, but uh, it's about an Irish rogue. Much like Mr. Fish himself. Oh, okay. Who fights a duel over a woman and has to run from the law, much like Brandon Autobiograph- Autobiographical yeah. so far. And ends up joining the British Army during the Seven Years' War. Oh, wow. Much like Brandon himself. Interesting. Se- yes. Seven Years' War, also known as the French and Indian War? French and Indian War, yes. Gotcha. Same war, but instead of here, the the war between England and Prussia was the part he was in. Oh, there you go. So. Okay. Our our rogue, Exhibit C, our rogue, our Irish rogue, after the war, teams up with a professional gambler from France, unfortunately, but a really cool character, the Chevalier. Okay, so, they, so Exhibit C is giving is doing what? How is that adding to the evidence? It's he's Because a, he's a gambler. Okay, so Exhibit C, I, I will like it because he's a gambler. He becomes a gambler, gambler okay. and the, he tours Europe stealing, uh, cheating rich people out of their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Exhibit wow. D. Wow. Exhibit okay. D. Okay. It is hands down one of the most beautiful movies ever filmed. Okay, they shot it almost entirely in Ireland. Even the parts that were in England and Prussia, they shot them in Ireland. Really gorgeous landscapes, beautifully shot. The interior and candlelit shots were done with three Carl Zeiss fifty millimeter f point seven lenses that were made for NASA. To take to the moon. Wow. These are moon camera lenses. Oh, Ryan O'Neill's in this? Wow. Ryan O'Neill is in it. Wow. He plays he plays Barry Lyndon. Was he high the whole time? Uh yes, but he acts really well. Oh, look at look, I um, when I search images, I get a picture of Mr. Zeiss himself. Oh, good. Um, so these special lenses let them shoot indoors with natural light and candlelight. Makes it the interior shots are Gorgeous. They're so beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. 
Uh, exhibit E. Are you ready for this one? This one's a big one for you. Excellent classical music soundtrack. Mm. We've got Bach, Vivaldi, Mozart, Schubert, Handel. Uh, and, I'm not a big Handel fan. <laughs> I've heard that about you. <laughs> and uh, the song, the Irish folk song, Woman of Ireland, performed by the Chieftains. Oh, the Chieftains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Excellent. Uh, so here, exhibit my final exhibit, exhibit F, critique and awards. Okay. Roger Ebert said of this film uh, that it was must be one of the most beautiful films ever made. Uh, and he put it in his like best films of whatever list. As you said before, Martin Scorsese called this his favorite Kubrick film. This film won four Academy Awards. Best direction. No, best art direction. Best cinematography. Clearly, because it's absolutely gorgeous. Best musical score. And yes, are you sitting down? Yes. Best costume design. Oh, wow. My f- like my so, favorite category. So the, that's uh, like Anna Karenin. And, 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 uh. Exactly. Exactly. It was also nominated for best director, best adapted screenplay and best picture. But the winner of all those categories was One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, which was the only film that year that got more nominations than Barry Lyndon. Um, gotcha. And it's number 221 in the IMDb Top 250, so it's definitely worth watching, so the people say. So, so IMDb has spoken. It's IMDb has spoken. And it's certified 94% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Excellent. 94%. Is this, uh, do you have this on Blu-ray? I have this on Blu-ray. You can purchase it on iTunes for nine ninety nine or rent it for I think two ninety nine. Mm. But of course, you don't have to pay a penny for it because your buddy has it on Blu ray. Oh, excellent! There you go. So, Barry Lyndon okay. is three beautiful hours of film. Three hours. Yes, like, one hundred eighty four minutes. It's like watching The Wolf of Wall Street. I haven't seen it. Mm, it's long, but I've seen Barry Lyndon f- several times. There you go. Yes. So it's an excellent, excellent film. So I should watch Barry Lyndon. You should watch Barry Lyndon for the costumes, for the period. How many times have you watched this? The, How many times have you accents? seen this movie? Uh, probably five or six. Uh, does the wife like it? Uh, I don't know if she's seen it all the way through. I think she liked it, but it wasn't like her favorite. Because hmm. I think it's just too long for her. It's one of your favorite movies. Yes. Top yes. top five. Uh, yes. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Be- favorite Kubrick film. Full Metal Jacket? Ah, oh, Full Metal Jacket's really good, but Full Metal Jacket to me is like two different films. Mm. The Shining is good, but... Eyes Wide Shut? Eyes Wide Shut is <laughs> it's not a, great. It's a classic space opera. It is a class. It's extremely rewatchable. <laughs> I would have to say that, yeah, this and Dr. Strangelove are my favorite Kubrick films. Uh, I haven't seen Dr. Strangelove. It's very good. Okay. Very, very good. Take your word for it. All right, so I should watch Barry Lyndon. Yeah, I think you should. What do you think? I think I think I've proven my case. What does the uh, our what do our listeners think about that? I wonder. I think they think I'm right. Do they? Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Since <laughs> <laughs> since that's all I have to go off. It's of. all we have. Uh, is it my turn? Uh huh. Yeah. All right. So my pod court case, and I, I really hope you've got you got music and some like quote quoted quotables thrown in there, right? Yeah. From Not better from Night Court and or. What was the other courtroom dramas we were talking about? Uh, Law and Law Order. Order. Ironside. Wow. Yes, the the, the classic uh, Ironside. Matlock. Matlock. It's a good Murder, She Wrote. 
Murder, She Wrote. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Throw some of that stuff in there. Okay, no problem. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Right on top of that. Done and done. Uh, Copyrights be damned. <laughs> so my, uh, and I know we've talked about this before, but I really need you to shit and get off the pot about it, is oh, no. I need you to watch How I Met Your Mother. All right. So, uh, so this is argument number one uh, for, okay. for why you need to watch How I Met Your Mother is uh, Neil Patrick Harris, otherwise known as NPH. Mm-hmm. And exhibit A that I will present for that is Dr. Harble's sing along blog. So that's, you know, coming along. I do love Dr. Horrible. And he is phenomenal in it. He's so good in Dr. Horrible. And he is he's that character times a thousand in How I Met Your Mother. He plays Barney Stinson, this womanizing uh, guy who's just, you know, I mean, gross and just all about the women and not about anything else that you would want. That's anything that you'd want like your daughter to come home with, uh, and meet, but he's hilarious and he is so funny. The writing is right on and, uh, he's just hilarious to, to watch. So I recommend how I met your mother. It's just for Neil Patrick Harris alone. He is an excellent, excellent actor. His timing and delivery are just superb. Uh, do you, have you seen, speaking of Neil Patrick yeah. Harris, and uh, this is, not really relevant, but have you seen the pictures that he and his, I guess it's his husband do at Halloween with their kids? No. They're awesome. Like they dress up. They're just awesome. I'll send you some. They're really good. Cool. So Neil Patrick Harris is hilarious in How I Met Your Mother. I know we talked about it before. You know, obviously How I Met Your Mother centers around the lives of these um, five friends in New York City. So mm-hmm. it's uh, Allison Hannigan and mm. Jason Siegel playing uh, their couple. And Allison Hannigan was in Veronica Mars. Oh, there you go. So there's a connection there. So yeah. there could be another, there's another argument there. Uh, also, so obviously we talked about Neil Patrick Harris. Josh Radner plays Ted Mosby, the, the titular character. Um, <laughs> he's the one actually explaining how, how he met their mother. Um, I like your emphasis when you said titular. <laughs> so he's actually narrating the story to his to his kids, uh, and it's narrated by Bob Saget. Oh, I like Bob Saget. So he's pretty funny. He's a filthy, filthy man. There you go. So uh, and then also Colby Smolders is in it. Plays Robin Scherbatsky. Uh She's in the Avengers. I didn't don't know her as an actress. I mean, I've yeah. seen her on the show, and she seems good. Yeah. But I don't really. She's know funny. She plays a Canadian character, so they make fun of that pretty much the whole series uh, about her okay. being from Canada. It's she's not really from Canada, is she? No, I don't think so. But her okay. character is, and it's pretty funny how they make fun of her a lot for it. So you'll like that. Um, <laughs> so my second argument of why you should watch How I Met Your Mother is it rewards you for watching. So, and I think you get more of a benefit out of this than comedies. Obviously, a lot of dramas that are out there. I mean, it's this, you know, you, you have that same storyline that's moving through and mm-hmm. you kind of remember what's going on. But a lot of times with sitcoms, it's, you know, 20 minutes and done, right? Nothing kind of lines right. up. You can drop in and drop out, which is nice. But I think it's really cool when you can, you've stuck with the show for so long and they bring stuff back that only you would get if you've been watching the whole time. 
Oh, that's good. It's, I like when they yeah, do it's stuff. not that you won't. It's not that you wouldn't enjoy the show if you just dropped in, but you get so much more out of it if you've been watching. And I think that's one thing I appreciate about it is at the end they just bringing stuff back that was three, four, five seasons ago. That's really hilarious, and things just build, build, build. So, okay. um, so exhibit B for that would be Thirty Rock because I feel like Thirty Rock does that same thing. Correct? Yes, very much so. So I think it's in the same vein as that, where you've got a short show uh, over multiple seasons that really rewards its listeners for hanging in there. And uh, I think you get a lot more out of each episode. So I think you would like that because you like 30 Rock. I do like 30 Rock. My, my wife and I are in the process of watching it. Right. So I think you would, I think you would both enjoy How I Met Your Mother. Uh, my third argument is much like we go back to Exhibit B with 30 Rock, 20-minute episodes. Oh, okay. I mean, it's 20, 21 minutes. It's short and sweet, just like 30 Rock. You can knock it out on Netflix all the seasons. It's nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother. And uh, there are, I'm sure... Nine seasons? Yeah, nine seasons. So this, Wow, that is a long-running sitcom. Yeah, so it started in... Let me... Oh, I just had the list of episodes here. Um, season one premiered in 2005. So each episode, each season, I should say, is about 23 to 24 episodes, the shortest being during the strike season in 2007. I think there were like 20 episodes, but so each one's 20 to 22 minutes long, short and sweet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, with that lovely feature on Netflix where it'll play the next episode right away, you can really knock out two or three How I Met Your Mothers um, in the same time it would take to watch one episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, so that's, that's really a benefit, at least for me it is. Cause then you can really, you can get through it pretty quick and have them all available to you. And I think that also what, what helps with some of the inside jokes too, if you're watching them all together, I'm sure, you know, that stuff will be more top of mind than having to wait, uh, nine seasons, you know, between some of these jokes. That helps me a lot. Cause like I, I forget stuff. Yep. So. so there you go. Making it, making it easy on you. Thanks, bro. Uh, the last argument I have, and I think one that you will really appreciate, is the nonlinear storytelling that it uses. Okay. Um, so, obviously, as I mentioned before, Ted Mosby is uh, telling a story to his kids about uh, about how he met his mother, how he met their mother. And so, mm-hmm. it's all about his, French, his friends, his group of friends, and how things change in their life over the course of those years. Uh, his girlfriend's coming and going, there's couple, the friends getting married, the other people hooking up with each other and, and breaking up and all this stuff. And within that, so you have the first nonlinear storytelling, obviously that he's telling the story of in flashback really of everything that's happening. Um, and all these individual stories throughout the nine seasons. But mm-hmm. the, the other thing you have is even within that. So there's other flashbacks, right? So they keep their, they jump back and forth where he's telling a story during a particular episode and then that may warrant you know going a further flashback or or forward to some other time that links off of that. So, uh you know, something I know you greatly appreciate because it's something you saw see a lot of in some really uh great films, Citizen Kane. Yes. Does that and uh Quentin Tarantino was also a very big or still is a very big proponent of the the nonlinear storytelling with the uh, Reservoir Dogs. He loves it, yeah. Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill. So I, uh, he, yeah, he doesn't do it as much anymore, but he used to do it a lot, and I really liked it when he mm-hmm. did it. So I think you would, I think you would enjoy that aspect of it. The fact that it's I just not, right. it's just not going on along one path. It's moving back and forth, but it doesn't do that to where it's so disjointed that you don't understand what's going on. I think they do it just enough to your understanding 
you know, why they're telling the story. And I think it, it really adds to it. Uh, so that, those are my recommendations and my arguments. Uh, the state rests. Those, those are all good arguments. I think, uh, I think you would like it. And so in my closing argument, I would just say that, uh, you know, it's out. It's, there's no more. So the eight seasons on instant Netflix. Now I'm sure in the next couple of months, season nine will be available. You can get through it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And I think you, I think you would like it. It's funny. Uh, but it's got some drama aspects of it too, but mostly comedy. And, uh, I think, uh, I think it's something you would appreciate. I, I, I can't argue against that. Some cool cameos through I the have years. No defense. Yeah, you have no defense. You're indi- it's no defense. indefensible. It, I'm indefensible. So if you start watching How I Met Your Mother, I will watch Barry Lyndon. Oh, it's a deal. I know that my three hours pales in comparison to the total time to, it's probably going to take you to watch. I have to get through like uh, what is that? Uh, let's see how many. Like, let's see like how many ten episodes. <laughs> Let's see how many episodes. I think it's like nine episodes. No, no, you have to. If I'm going to watch Barry Lyndon, you have to watch the entire series of How I Met Your Mother. So I guess that's fair. <laughs> it is fair because that was that was your popcorn topic. You could have picked any topic, and that's the topic you picked. Yeah, that's true. So it was 208 episodes. So there Holy you go. Crap. Those 20 minutes. So I better get watching. So that's about 4,000 minutes. Divided by 60 minutes an hour. Yes, yeah, so there you go. Uh, About seven, so 70 hours of content. I need another staycation. Wow. You can do it. 70 hours is I done. I can do that in a week. It's done. In 70 hours, you'd watch How I Met Your Mother. I can, I can do that in a week if I, if I have a staycation. There you go. Maybe you don't want to wait and watch it with the wife. Yeah, I probably shouldn't because that'll take me forever. I think she would like it, though. I think she'd like it, too, but, man, waiting for her. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm. Tell you what. Tell you. It's mm. not going to happen. Mm. Tell you, it's the only way I, got, I had to get through True Detective. I watched it again with the wife, but there's no way I was waiting for her to watch it the first time. I have not re-rewatched True Detective because what I did was I watched, like, I would watch each episode on, like, Sunday night or Monday night, and then I would watch it again the next weekend before the next episode came out. Um, So I've watched every episode twice, but I haven't re-rewatched it yet. I'm kind of... I, I want to kind of, like start to forget things a little bit and then go back and rewatch it. Wow. So. But you say you forget a lot, so it shouldn't be that long. That's true. It shouldn't take very long. <laughs> so I have, I have a, a horrible memory. So. Alrighty then. So who are you again? Who, who am I again? I am uh, your partner in podcasting. Yay. We're going to have a sitcom. Wow. Oh yeah. Enon Knights. Enon I wonder Knights. who I play. I have to think of a good character for me in Enon Knights. I don't know. I don't know. I'll let you drive the Fiero. Wow. Purple? What color is yep. it? Yes, of course. Excellent. Like electric purple. Uh, so that's our show. That's our show, bro. Awesome. This was uh, this was amazeballs. I liked every minute of it. Awesome. Including the 25 minutes it took us to get the settings right before we started recording. <laughs> Excellent. Was that you put all that in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna that's gonna be like an after dark. <laughs> nice. Uh, behind behind the mics, right? That's behind uh, the mics. It's gonna it'll show up on our uh, on our DVD. Yeah. On our, on our, <laughs> yeah. On our Blu-ray. It'll be on the Blu-ray. You, you know, you, under ha- you special have to. Features. You know, all the shows. You know, they they you know record all this extra shit that they have to that they can throw on and charge you an extra four or five bucks. We should think about doing that. So we need to plan ahead for our incompetencies. And, yes, we uh, should sell a T-shirt. <laughs> we should sell a T-shirt. What would it say? I don't know. We'd probably use some copyrighted image and get sued. We don't ever do that. Nope, never do that. We use our images and our <laughs> images only. 
I pulled that right out of iPhoto. I didn't even have to do anything to it. Just put some words well, you, on it. Yeah, well, I think you, I mean, you put it in black and white. You know, it wasn't, I, I did change it to black and white. Yeah, I mean, we're not that old. We're not animals. <laughs> we're not animals. Although, although you did see our age a little bit there with all the cassette tapes. Um, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of cassette tapes. It's <laughs> so there you go. Uh, great show. 50 episodes. Wow. Oh, my gosh. 50 episodes. Amazing. I just want to Who say would have thought? just want to say thank you, Nicholas. Thank you, Brandon. This mm. has been a lot of fun and I want to do more. 50 more. I want to do 50 more. Yeah. Well, I'd like to do more than 50 more, but at least 50. more. I think I want to keep doing it. I like it. I Yes, I want to keep doing it, too. So, Yay. There you go. Yay. Love and hugs. I'm, yes. I'm, emoji. I'm going to emoji I, you to death. I, I like warm hugs. <laughs> thank you, Olaf. <laughs> so that's our show, guys. Hope you liked it. 50 episodes. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, keep on keeping on with the listening. Because we like uh, putting it in your e-holes. And uh, you should like listening. So, there you go. For Nicholas, this is Brandon. Have a super day. Stay frosty.